Is debt weighing you down like an anchor, preventing you from getting ahead financially? You're not alone. Consumer debt in America has hit unprecedented levels. In this week's eye-opening episode, we'll dive into the dark side of America's debt addiction. We'll get into the causes of the crisis and the effect that it is having on people's lives. Importantly enough, this episode will outline some actionable solutions that you can take on an individual level to rewrite America's debt story with more wisdom and responsibility. If you're stressed, overwhelmed, or simply thoughtful about debt in America, this episode is just for you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror, and thanks for joining me today as we continue to work on improving the one thing that we can control ourselves. Here at the Financial Mirror, it is not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so that you can make smarter financial decisions. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review and a written comment on Apple and Spotify podcasts to ensure that this information is getting out to more listeners. The algorithms out there are out to push people to the top for for what uh, they think is important based off those written comments and ratings. And we want people educated on personal finance. So go ahead and leave a five-star review and a written comment to get this information out to boost the personal finance education of those around you. If you are here today, there's a good chance that you either are concerned about the debt that is currently just spiraling out of control in America, or you yourself are going through this this debt crisis, uh, you're deep in it, and this is a place for you to come. And I'm telling you today, you will walk away with some solutions that can help not only you yourself, uh, but help you start to benefit those around you with how you can influence them um, to help drive us out of this debt crisis that we're in. So today, where where I wanted to start was with a quick story, right? I think stories are great for just setting the mood, setting the scene, right? Uh, so that you can hopefully get an understanding of what we're talking about. So today, to start this off, I want you to meet John and Jane Smith, right? John and Jane Smith, they're a married couple. They are living in suburbia with their son. And John works at a manager as a manager at a retail store. Jane is an administrative assistant at a doctor's office, and they make some pretty decent money, okay? They have a mortgage, they have car payments, they have childcare expenses, all these things, but funds are kind of tight, right? So you're probably already seeing, this is kind of relatable. This is kind of relatable to, to John and Jane. You can probably apply the same story to your life. Well, the thing about it is their, their money was super tight, and then their water heater unexpectedly broke last month, right? That beautiful house behind them in the picture that water heater broke and they were taking cold showers for weeks on end as they were working through this. Well, finally they got fed up with it and they just didn't have the $500 for a new one. So they put it on a credit card and they were like, you know, John told his wife, uh, like honey, you know, tired of, tired of the cold showers. What do you think? And then Jane looked at John and was like, you know, babe, um, I think, I think we just do it. I think we do it on the credit card. John was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And they agree. They agree great first step, right? To just agree on finances as a married couple. So 
they agree. They just put it on the credit card. And they did. Uh, so they were like, but you know what? You know, we're going to pay this off in a few months. Also, they agreed to. And, you know, this probably sounds relatable. Uh, this is happening to everybody out there. But then their son needed $300 for a last minute school trip. Right. And, you know, they could have told, you know, little man, hey, you ain't going on the school trip. You're going to sit back. You're going to sit this one out, dog. But they didn't. They sent him on the school trip and they did not have the extra cash. So guess what? On to the credit card it went. And now you've got Jane and John and they are getting overwhelmed in debt. That before they knew it, they had racked up $7,000 in credit card debt. And now they're barely keeping up with the minimum payments each month. They pulled their son out of basketball to save money, but they're still stressed on money all the time, right? Still stressed all the time. Now, this is all too common, all too common that we are seeing this type of story. The Smith story is probably relatable to many of you out there. Consumer debt is at an all-time high. Average household owes over $15,000 or roughly $15,000 uh, in credit cards and personal loans. 77% um, of Americans have at least some type of debt. And easy access to credit is pushing more and more families into debt. Okay? It's a, it's a crisis. I mean, it, it is absolutely insane of what's going on. But how did we get here as a society? You know, kind of what are the impacts of this growing sort of consumer debt crisis that we see? And what can we do about it? Those are the questions I kind of want to explore today. Those are where I want to dive deep into it on this episode, because I think if we can understand cause and effect and then provide some solutions, all the listeners out there, everyone that you share this with, all your friends and family and coworkers and everyone that you, you expose to this episode, I think that we as a group can start to drive towards limiting the amount of debt, eventually eliminating the amount of debt that is out there in America. So let's first talk about the totals of debt in America. You can see on the screen, if you're on a podcast, I'm going to walk through this, but you can see right here that we have $14.96 trillion in overall debt. This is overall debt. This is all types of debt. Uh, mortgage loans are a part of that. Uh, they actually make up a majority of that, but it's still, it's still debt. Okay. I know we can, we can play the good debt, bad debt, you know, good cop, bad cop thing, but it's still debt. It's still debt. And when life hits you, that is still a payment that you are required to make. So while the, the asset does appreciate generally, it is still debt and I want to look at it and I want to include it in this conversation, right? Because it's important. So if I had to select, if I had to look at this list and be like, you know what, out of credit card debt, student loan debt, auto loan debt, mortgage loans, um, personal loans, things like that, which one am I going to choose first? Well, mortgage loan, obviously. It's the only one of those that has some type of appreciating value to it. Okay. So knowing that, what I want you to look at is these totals. This is nuts, right? Average debt per household is for credit cards is almost $15,000. For student loans, it's almost $60,000. And auto loans are pushing just over $30,000. Big numbers right here. Big numbers. Debt has invaded our lives. Like if you look at this and you see student loan, auto loan, and mortgage loan, like those three things, like you probably have thought at some point in your life, I can't live without those. I can't live without an auto loan. I'll always have a car payment. I can't live without a mortgage loan. I'll always have a, a mortgage or a house payment or rent or whatever. 
student loans. I can't go to college without a loan. Like these are all things that people have thought about. And I want to challenge you today. Today, I want to talk about these things and I want to start to provide some solutions that you can stop that, that train of thought, that you can stop thinking in that manner because there is something you can do about it. So what are the reasons that we have driven to this life of debt? Well, it's kind of broken down. I broke it out into four reasons. Um, the first biggest reason is we have an easy access to credit. Credit card companies, payday lenders, all are targeting consumers that are that potentially have lower, moderate, poor, or even great credit, but all with the idea, and they're all targeted, and I say targeted because of the fact that if you have great credit, they're targeting you too in, in your own manner, right? If, if you're targeting someone with low or, or moderate credit, you're probably targeting them like, hey, we can help you. We can help you move to the next chapter of your life. Like, I know you're struggling, but here, let me help you. For those with high credits, like here, let me show you how I can get you some extra reward points. Let me get you some extra miles on, on that on that card, baby. Let's go, right? Like, that's how people, like they're targeting you. Like, they want to get you overwhelmed in debt. And I see it. I don't care what, how much money you make. I don't care... If you if you be, if you believe in this whole like class society like if if you're if you're low middle you know upper class like I don't care you are still targeted to be a a, a product of of consumer debt so it's easy it's easy to get people involved in consumer debt economic conditions drive consumer debt recessions inflation medical bills unemployment all often force people to take on debt just to get by we saw it during COVID. People were digging into their savings accounts. People were just, you know, adding up credit card debt, watching those balances skyrocket, all for the fact of just trying to make it. Maybe they were laid off their job. Maybe they're not working as much. They are resorting to debt just to survive. There's a rising cost of living, you know, key expenses like housing and healthcare, education, childcare, those are growing rapidly in cost. Again, fueling the need to borrow. People are pulling out personal loans just so they can survive. People are like resorting to debt um, just so they can survive. So that's kind of number two. So we have the ease of access. We have the economic conditions. We have governmental spending. No matter what you think politically, I don't really care. But how the government spends money affects each of our pocketbooks. Every single one of us, it affects us. When the government spends money, that affects the economy. And when the economy is affected, it affects how much you pay for things, right? Which leads to inflationary costs, which lead to, um, you know, the cost of goods going up. Like I said, like at least that is sort of that inflationary pe period where things just cost more. And it was all stemmed from how the government was spending money. When the government spends more money, they need more money. So what do they do? They increase different various taxes so they can accumulate more money. Like these are all governmental spending drives the cost that you're spending out, that you're, you're, you're pulling out, um, for these things to go on. And then the last one that I, that is causing this huge debt crisis is consumer culture, right? Consumer culture, a culture, our culture has been focused, you know, and I, and I don't want to say it's always been this way, but it's been this way for a long time. Um, definitely before, you know, my remembrance, um, I'm sure like if I, if I talk to, you know, a, a, a smart, you know, elderly person that has seen a little bit more than I have in life, maybe this hasn't always been a thing. Um, but we have shifted to a culture of being focused on buying new things. Like we want new gadgets and fashions and that's all encouraging unnecessary spending. 
So I'm seeing this driven a lot by social media, influencers, things of that nature. People, companies are putting their product lines behind a name and people are going out and buying it because of the person that is promoting it, not because of the product or the company in which they're they're supporting, right? So I'm seeing that a lot and that is driving consumer costs through the roof. So people are pushing products, people are buying them because someone else said they should, right? It's, it's, it's this weird this weird phenomenon, but uh, people are doing it. And, it, and people are doing it with money they don't have, and it's only contributing more to the debt crisis. So how is this affecting people, though? Well, the number one thing that I'm seeing affect people is stress. Financial stress is huge. When you have high debt, when you have constant bill collectors, when you are constantly just, just you know pulling your hair out over things, you will experience stress anxiety, feelings of helplessness, all these things, they will contribute to stress. And what does that do? That just rolls downhill. That starts to affect your job. That starts to affect your family life. That starts to affect your relationships with your friends, with your church family, whatever the case may be for you, that is starting to affect that. And it was all driven by that root cause of financial stress. So all of these things, this debt crisis is just tearing people up with their financial stress. The other thing that it's doing is it's reducing spending power. More income is going towards servicing their debt, paying off their debt rather than being productive with their money, like investing and putting money toward retirement. That's affecting people later on down the life when it's time to retire and they don't have the money to retire or that unexpected expense comes up and they have to pay for it. Like Jane and John in the above example, right? We talked about the story with the water heater going out and then the school trip and all these things. They resort to debt. They don't have the spending power, so they resort to debt to get through. Okay. So that's the other thing. And then the last thing that's really having an effect on this is bankruptcies. Bankruptcies are becoming more and more, um, discussed. I'm not saying common. I'm not saying that we've seen a skyrocket in the amount of bankruptcies that are happening, but I do, I am hearing more about, um, more and more about people that are just having the conversation of, Hey, should I do bankruptcy or should I not? Um, uncontrolled debt pushes many people into thinking personal bankruptcy is their only way out, right? And that that's not just a short-term cripple. That is a long-term cripple. And I think long-term, like roughly five or more years to navigate bankruptcy, to get back on your feet after you've done that, right? Uh, that is a, that is a, you know, a destruction to your personal life, your financial life. And you have to rebuild after that. Right. You think it's in you think it's in shambles right now. File for bankruptcy and watch life really go into shambles. Watch life. I've seen it firsthand. I have seen it and it will absolutely tear apart relationships, tear apart families, tear apart all parts of life because it's a very impactful thing. But it's not your only way out. It's not your only way out. Bankruptcy is not your only way out. And I and I ended with this one as an effect because I want it to roll us right into solutions. I don't want to sit here and beat up and be negative Nancy or or whatever, but I just want you to know that these are true effects that this debt crisis is having. If you do not get ahead of your debt, if you do not learn how to manage your debt, if you do not learn how to eliminate your debt, you at some point will be affected by financial stress, reduced spending power, and the and the chances of the conversation stirring in your mind that says, I should just file bankruptcy and get this over with. I can't handle this stress any longer, right? So what can you do? Well, the number one thing that I recommend for everyone to do is to continue to educate yourself financially. It is a continuous battle. It's not hard. It's not difficult, but it is something that you have to learn how to, to manage yourself. Like 
I, I think that it's the funniest thing because we teach we teach people all these different skills in life. And we are just now, and I'm seeing it in some states, but we are just now starting to push for financial education in the school systems, right? In the school systems. We've got to start to teach people how to manage money, how to build money management habits from a very young age, right? Number one thing you can do is starting with an episode like this. This episode can put you on track to all of a sudden learn that I'm I, I, if I could just educate myself financially, I'll be headed in the right path, I'll be on the right track, and all of a sudden, we can start to move out of this debt crisis. Now, we have to first address the root cause. We have to first address the root cause behind all of this, right? When it comes to educating you, I can teach you how to budget. I can teach you that debt is bad. I can teach you how to invest. I can teach you how to do these things. But the thing is, is we, the root cause that we truly have to get behind is that you can't continue to use debt to fund your daily life. And I'm going to say it again. You can't continue to use debt to fund your daily life. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how good you are with budgeting. I don't care how great you are at investing. I don't care how much money you make. If you are if you are using debt to fund your everyday life, that is the root cause behind any potential fallout from debt in the future for you. You cannot expect to ever get ahead financially with that $700 auto loan payment that is just not going to go away. You can't expect to get ahead when you live in a house bigger than what you can afford. You can't expect to ever get ahead. If you continue to rely on debt to live, you will never truly live. Okay? Remember that. Remember that. That's the first thing. But you have to educate yourself. You have to continue to grow in your money management practices. Next thing, like I said before, you've got to stop living off debt and you have to pay off what you have. Stop living on debt and pay off what you have. I know it's hard. I just said that in one sentence and you're like, man, that's going to take me two years. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's going to take you some time. But like I said, it's vital to take that first step. That is the first step that you need to take in order to live a life that is free where you are financially free. I, I think that this is the hardest step. When it comes to going through like the day, we talk a lot about the Dave Ramsey baby steps. We talk a lot about the different aspects of the steps you need to take to get ahead financially. What I can tell you is getting out of debt is the hardest. But once you get out of there, the lessons you learn getting out of debt will carry over to all the other parts of your finances and your life for that matter. So get through that first step and it does get easier. Life gets easier. I don't care how much money you make. I truly don't you can get out of debt. Um, come, you know, I'll, at the end of this, I'll, I'll give you a link to the, uh, website. You can go get a free consultation, but you can make a get out of debt plan. I can help you make a get out of debt plan. If you need help with that, I offer services that can help get you there. 80% of the process of getting out of debt is mental. Sometimes you just need a little extra encouragement. Financial coach is a great way to do that. Just keep that encouragement, keep that, that, that pressure, on the wound of, uh, that, you know, that, that the money is just bleeding out of and get you out of debt. It just takes, you know, a little bit of, of help sometimes and that's okay. Uh, but just go down, hit a free consultation. We'll see if it's good for you, but I really, I don't care how much money you make. I will get you a build out, a get out of debt plan and you will get out of debt. 
If you follow that plan, you will get out of debt. I don't care how much money you make. Don't come to me and say, well, I only make this, so I can't. No, you can. You can get out of debt. I promise you. Now, what will it take? Well, it's going to take telling yourself no, right? You're going to tell yourself no a lot, but getting out of debt is by telling yourself no is just allowing you to tell yourself yes to the things you want in the future. You will be able to tell yourself yes much more often than you can tell yourself right now once you're out of debt. Now, the last thing uh, as a solution to get out of debt or get out of this debt crisis is to build a fully funded emergency fund. Going back to the the story with uh, John and Jane, had they had an emergency fund, the hot water heater would have been water under a bridge. Would have been a little bit of, you know, of a, of a um, more difficult time, but it would have just it would have flowed right under, and life would have been good. But they weren't ready. They weren't ready. You've got to be ready. So this emergency fund is not just it's not just there for nothing. It's there for a reason. But it is what helps you ensure that you don't resort to debt when a financial crisis occurs in your life. You need three to six months of expenses in a savings account. I recommend my listeners and my clients to have that savings account in a separate uh, account than your checking account. And the reason for that is that so many times I see when they're when they're side by side, right? Same, you know, this bank uh, checking and savings combined. Uh, what I see a lot of times is that they'll, people will resort to calling something emergency because of convenience, right? Well, I, this is a little inconvenient. So I got a savings account. I got the emergency fund. I'll just pull it out, throw it in my checking account. And I'm good. But it's so convenient that you almost like don't have to like work for that emergency, right? Um, and so all of a sudden it becomes more of the convenience account. Like when I'm inconvenient, it makes me convenient. I tell people to put it in a separate account because on average, you know, it's, it's three to five days, uh, sometimes faster. It's getting faster now, but used to three to five days for money to get transferred from this external savings account into your checking account to be usable, right? So that's the reason why I've always recommended that. Maybe in the future I change and figure out another way to manage that in such a capacity that doesn't require it. But it's becoming so much quicker now that I'm seeing some that's like next day you have access. Sometimes it's two days, three days, whatever. But it is not as easy as like that 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 microwave effect where you just get it instantly, like when they're in the same account. So three to six months expenses in a savings account, and you're going to need it. When an emergency happens, you are prepared. That's what it's there for. Uh, it's like health insurance. When you have a health scare, you resort to it. So you don't end up having to pay a full bill. Same goes for your emergency fund. It's literally like your, your financial insurance. Okay. Just you insuring yourself against emergencies. So that's kind of what you can do, right? That's kind of what you can do. And as I wrap this up, I want to say this, there's, there's a couple things that I want to close out with, because as we kind of walk through this and we've talked about the, uh, America's consumer debt crisis, it's a very complex problem. There is no single solution. I told you a couple things and maybe you're already doing two or two out of the three of those, or maybe you're doing one out of the three, or maybe you're doing none. I don't, I mean, that's for you to be honest with yourself. But as we walk through there, there is no single solution. You kind of need to do all of them. Um, and then there may be a couple extra solutions that you need to do for your own personal life. But the best part is that if each of us take action, we can start to change this. We really can in your own personal life and for those around you. And there's two ways that I wanted to tell you, I wanted to leave you with that we can start to change, um, this overall debt crisis. The first one is you got to spread awareness. You have to have open and honest conversations with your family and your friends about the impacts of excessive debt. 
and the need for greater financial literacy. Share this episode. That's a great way to get them started. Share this episode. Let them start with the same knowledge platform that you currently have. If this was your first introduction to really understanding or hearing about this debt crisis, share this episode with someone else in your life and let's all get on the same page so that we are all walking through this life together. But we have to be able to be honest about finances with each other, right? We have to be honest because it's, it's, it's healthy. It's healthier to be able to tell someone that they're struggling because we just saw the effects. Reduce spending power, financial stress, bankruptcy. These are major effects on people's life that a little conversation may have been a hard conversation, but a little conversation could have helped change before it got that far. Second is you've got to lead by example. You've got to lead by example. You've listened to this episode. You shared this episode. Now go and live by example. Commit to mastering your own finances through getting out of debt, through continuing to educate yourself, through disciplined budgeting. Seek help if you are struggling with any part of debt or any part of your finances. Seek help, but live by example, lead by example. Demonstrate to others that living within our means and saving and start to invest in a brighter future is the healthier financial path, right? And it's possible. It's absolutely possible for you. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances, like I stated in the episode, you can head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now and schedule a free consultation with me. Um, if you are trying to get out of debt and you've just been struggling a little bit, head over, book a free consultation. Let's talk through your scenario. I guarantee you, if you're willing to commit to the plan and you're willing to execute the plan, you will get out of debt. I really don't care how much money you make. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll navigate that and, and figure out the, the best path forward. Now, if you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gears. There's some new items out there. So if you've looked before, uh, go look again, see if there's some awesome gear that you want to pick up and support the stream. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in today. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, comment, share this episode with everyone out there. This is an overall debt crisis, and we've got to get around. We got to get our arms around everybody to really bust out of this thing. Uh, don't forget to leave the five star review and written comment. Truly goes a long way. I uh, do want you to remember this. I want you to remember this: that you can build the life you want tomorrow by taking control of your finances today. So, what you do today that will impact your finances tomorrow. Okay. So, till next week. Continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.